morning, everybody. Good morning. It's nice to be here. We are finishing the series in Acts this morning, the final part of the final chapter of Acts that we started in May last year, I think, wasn't it? Um, contrary to what Ollie said, which isn't 52 years ago, that he said a couple of weeks ago, it was last May. Um, but we've worked the whole way through Acts. We're into the end of the final chapter, Acts 28, this morning, which really is the end of the beginning of the New Testament church that started then and continues today, continues here. So just a quick recap of what's happened in the book of Acts and what we've been studying since last May. There's a consistent pattern in the book of Acts that basically someone preaches the gospel to Jews, a remnant believes while the majority rejects the good news, the Lord turns away from the Jews to focus on Gentiles, which is non-Jews, anyone that isn't a Jew, and the non-believing Jews persecute the church. And that's kind of, in a very swift nutshell, what happened. And that continues to this, you know, to this day. My, my own grandmother actually was raised a Jew. Her family name was Zorsma. She was a Jew from the East End of London. And she never accepted Jesus as the Messiah. She went to synagogue. She studied. She was Jewish. She was raised a Jew. But actually never accepted the good news that Jesus is the Messiah and that all the Old Testament promises were fulfilled in Jesus, and Jesus is king, and Jesus is the Messiah. My, my grandmother never believed that. This was 1923, I think she would have been going to synagogue. Um, so God focused his attention on Gentiles like me and said, okay, Martin, do you want to become a Christian? Do you want to accept Jesus as Messiah? So... What was happening then is still happening to this day. And just a quick, um, a very quick whistle-stop tour, a recap of what we've studied, some of the things that happened in the book of Acts. So in Acts chapter 1, that's where the risen Jesus appears to the apostles, speaks about the kingdom of God for 40 days, and then Jesus ascends into heaven and leaves the earth. And then in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit is then sent to empower the church. We've been speaking this morning and singing this morning about being empowered by the Holy Spirit. Sally read from Ephesians this morning. The Holy Spirit was sent at Pentecost, noted in the book of Acts by Luke, and and again, it continues to this day. Many people were saved and baptised in the name of Jesus throughout the book of Acts. And since we started teaching through the book of Acts, people have been saved here in you know, people in this room, Terry, maybe, who wasn't a Christian when we started teaching the book of Acts three or four weeks ago, I think. Terry said, Jesus is the Messiah, and I want to turn to Jesus and accept him as Messiah. So what was happening in the past is happening in the present, will happen in the future, and the end of the beginning of the church continues to 2023 20, and beyond and outwards. It's, it's just an amazing true, living, breathing story. Many people were healed through the book of Acts. And there's been people here that have been healed. Someone said to me last week, um, I prayed for somebody at the most recent prayer meeting. Uh, Somebody with a bad back, who had a bad back for a long time, like bad, bad back for a long time. Um, And I saw him a week or so ago and he said, oh, I forgot to tell you, when you prayed for me, I was healed. And I didn't really think about it because my back got better and I've just remembered I haven't told you and you prayed and I got healed. It's like, 
that's great. <laughs> like, that's, that's the church in action. That's, that's the fulfillment of the Old Testament promises in Jesus and the Holy Spirit empowering his church to go and make disciples and speak of the kingdom of God. Structures were established in the church in the book of Acts. For example, deacons in Acts chapter 6. And again, we, we established deacons into this church and brought eight deacons into deaconship in this church while we've been preaching through Acts. Clive uh, came into eldership as well while we've been preaching through the book of Acts. The first Christian martyrs were, were killed in the book of Acts. Stephen in Acts chapter 7 and James, the brother of John, in Acts chapter 12. And then about a third, a quarter of the way through the book of Acts, a Jew with Jewish and Roman citizenship named Saul persecutes the church. And then, as, as we know from studying it, that Jew, Saul, dramatically met Jesus and became what we now know as the Apostle Paul. And Paul preached the good, news to, the good news to the Jews of Jesus being the Messiah. And he became known as the apostle to the Gentiles from Romans chapter 15. God uses the persecution of the church to spread the gospel from Jerusalem throughout the surrounding regions to the cosmopolitan city of Antioch that we studied about halfway through. And then throughout Europe and into the rest of the world. The church really began from nowhere, suddenly began and spread everywhere, and spread to Terry, who became a Christian. Sorry. Siri. I'm just going to take my watch off. Sorry. Siri didn't catch that. So. The church began nowhere spread everywhere, has spread to this room and beyond this room in 2023. And now, now we write and are in the process of writing our own Acts chapter 29. So Acts, the book of Acts finished in 28, where Luke finished writing. And today, you and I, we live our own Acts chapter 29 story. And really, what I want to kind of land with today is a good challenge for us to say, okay, we're the church that God's called to be here in Eastbourne in 2023. What's he called us to do? What are we going to do? And how are we going to bring the kingdom of God and speak of Jesus and the promise of Jesus that was fulfilled, the promise of the Old Testament that was fulfilled in Jesus? How do we do it now? What are we going to do now? And there's a um, quote I just want to start with from Winston Churchill. Um, when the Americans joined the Second World War, it's kind of where we got this title from for today. Churchill said when the Americans joined the war, now this is not the end, it's not even the beginning of the end, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning. And the war went on for another couple of years after that, but there was a moment where, okay, that's the end of the beginning, and now we push forwards until the end. So as we start to approach our second generation, biblically speaking, a generation of 40 years, and we're approaching our 40th year as King's Church in Eastbourne in a few years' time, but we're starting to prepare for it and move forward towards it. As we start to approach our second generation, our second 40 years, what is God calling each of us to do to help build the kingdom of God? So what's he calling you to do now as you move forwards into the next 
40 years, possibly, and build the kingdom of God. So, Acts chapter 28, verses 23 to 31 is where we are today. So I'm just going to read those. So Paul at this point is imprisoned under house arrest, under armed guard in Rome. He's made it to Rome, as Rachel said last week. Paul's made it to Rome, but not necessarily in the way he would have expected to make it to Rome as a dual Roman and Jewish citizen. But he's made it to Rome, but he's in prison. And it says this. When they had appointed a day for him, they came to him at his lodging in greater numbers. That's the Jewish leaders. From morning till evening... Paul expounded to them, testifying to the kingdom of God and trying to convince them about Jesus, both from the law of Moses and from the prophets. Some were convinced by what he said, but others disbelieved. And disagreeing among themselves, they departed after Paul had made one statement. The Holy Spirit was right in saying to your fathers, through Isaiah the prophet, go to this people and say, you will indeed hear, but never understand. You will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. He lived there two whole years at his own expense, and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God, and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness, and without hindrance. I just want to pick up when Clive was, um, when we broke bread a few minutes ago, and Clive said, you know, if, if you're someone who's here today and actually you're ready to give your life to Jesus and say, yeah, I'm, I'm buying into this, you know, this is, this is true, <laughs> then I just want to, I want to reiterate the um, invitation that actually... God himself said, go to this people and say, you'll indeed hear but never understand, you'll indeed see but never perceive. This is talking about the Jews. This people's heart has grown dull and with their ears they can barely hear, with their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn and I would heal them. Therefore let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles, they will listen. And if you're here this morning and, and maybe you're, you're a visitor with someone or, or you've been on Alpha or, you know, I don't know the stories of 600 people in the room, but actually you're here by design because God wants you to hear the good news that Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus is God, Jesus is the fulfillment of all the promises that God made to the Jews and fulfilled in Jesus and sends into the entire world so that anyone, anyone from any walk of life or nationality, social class, background, history, anyone can turn to God and be saved. Call on the name of Jesus and be saved. And if that is you this morning, please feel free to come and talk to me, talk to Clive at the end. Okay. So back in Acts chapter 1, actually, and if you can put this on the screen, Rich, please. Acts chapter 1, Jesus says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, 
and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And Rich, if you can keep that on the screen, please, while I'm talking, that'd be great. And here we are in 2023 in our own Jerusalem or our own Antioch church. Here we are in Eastbourne, spreading out and out and out to all Judea and Samaria and the end of the earth. And right now, as we prepare for our second generation, our second 40 years, God's going to be sending us into all the earth, and some of us literally into all the earth. My 14-year-old daughter's already every day, she's like, Daddy, I'm going to Costa Rica, I'm going to Australia, I'm going to... Okay, okay, okay. She's not going for good reasons yet, but... um... (laughs) told me she was going to Costa Rica for six months a year, Australia for six months a year, so it could always be summer. It's like, okay, well, we'll work on, we'll work on the why at some point. But, um, but in, in this final chapter of Acts, and as Rachel was really helpfully saying last week, you know, a lot of the Bible wasn't written by people having a great time for people having a great time. It was written by people under duress and persecution and strife and shipwreck and hard times for people going through shipwreck and hard times and needing to hang on to the truth. And actually, Sally quoted a couple of times from the book of Ephesians today. Paul wrote Ephesians while he was imprisoned in Rome. So he wrote that almost 2,000 years ago. And this morning in Eastbourne, we're focusing our lives and our minds and our hearts and our attention on these words are true. This is how we live our lives. We've been teaching our kids in the kids' work through the book of Ephesians and the armour of God and what was written, what seemed to be hindered as it was written by someone in prison, actually the book of Ephesians and Philippians and Colossians and Philemon, written while someone was imprisoned, but it's the gospel going unhindered round the world in 2023. It's like nothing can and nothing will ever hinder the kingdom of God advancing. It just, it can't. Nothing can hinder the kingdom of God advancing. And Paul even wrote in first chapter of Philippians, what has happened to me really has served to advance the gospel. And we're living proof that what happened to Paul really did serve to advance the gospel without hindrance. And wherever, wherever God has placed you, wherever God has placed you, he's placed you there to help advance the kingdom of God. He's placed you there so that you can be salt and light to the people around you and take the good news of the gospel to wherever God has called you. And I was, I was thinking when I was writing these notes about Jane, who has read beautifully over the past few months here to us, read, read scripture to us. And one of, the, one of the services that Jane was reading in recently when I said hello to her and sorted out the microphone and so on, one of the things Jane said to me was that her carers, you know, in, in, in the house in Shiremore, where she lives, full-time carers, they were watching on the live stream so they could see her and hear her reading and hearing the gospel. And Jane is literally taking the gospel unhindered into Shinewater, with no hindrance at all. And the gospel's being preached in... It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And... and um, I was chatting to uh, Nigel Gibbons this morning and I mentioned to him that I'd like to mention this about Rosie, who, who died recently, Nigel's wife. And um, when Rosie was in the hospice, reaching the final days of her life on earth, 
she was taking the good news of the gospel with her into the hospice and preaching the kingdom of God to people, speaking the kingdom of God to people. And as she was literally approaching her final days on earth, there's the gospel being preached unhindered by someone who's passing through into the kingdom of God herself, but in her final days, she's preaching the gospel and taking the kingdom of God unhindered into Eastbourne. And I was chatting to um, Doreen Norton, who's sitting just down there behind Linda, a few weeks ago, and um, Doreen and I were breaking bread together, it's probably six or eight weeks ago, and, and Doreen's 92, I think, aren't you, Doreen, currently? 92. Um, so one of the older people in the room. And, um, you know, Dorian said to me, oh, you know, my eyes are going, I wish I, could, I wish I could see the screen, I wish I could see the words properly so I could, you know, read the words and sing and I, I really wish, I wish it was easier. And um, I sat with Dorian for the rest of the meeting that morning. So we broke bread and we prayed and... Um, Ollie was preaching that morning and I sat next to Dorian for the whole of the preach and um, I haven't mentioned Dorian, I'm going to say any of this, but I hope it's all right, Dorian. Um, The whole way through the preach, the whole way through the preach, almost every point Ollie made, Dorian sitting next to me going, yes, Jesus, yes, that's true. Yes, Jesus, you are king. Yes, you are good. Yes, Jesus, you are my God. And to just sit next to a 92-year-old lady who is so rooted and embedded in Jesus is my king through thick and thin and I am going to worship him until I go to be with him is completely inspiring. If you ever want to be inspired to worship God, go and sit next to Dorian and just listen for five minutes and you'll hear somebody living their life with Jesus. It's, it's incredible. If I, if I get to 92 and I'm... Any, anywhere near that, then I'll have lived a good life. Um, and actually, with that in mind, with that in mind, and this isn't a notice at this point, Clive is uh, Clive's putting on a conference next Saturday. We're kind of heading into a big week or two, or an important week or two in the life of Kings in Eastbourne. And um, next week, Clive is putting on a conference called All Hands on Deck for people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and so on. Um, To really, you know, for people of kind of my age range, kind of 40s, 50s, 60s, and so on, it's really easy for us, and there's a lot of us here about this age, it's really easy for us to kind of go, okay, well, now I just need to hand over to the next generation. And I was struck, um, this is the, I think you'll be handed one of these on the way out today. I think that's the plan. But it um, starts with preparing for, the, preparing for the next 40 years, the second generation. And I picked this up the other day and was just kind of looking at it, thinking, great, you know, next generation's coming through and my kids are in that generation and so on. And it suddenly struck me, actually, I might be here at the end of the second generation, handing over into the third generation. And I think too often people have my age range, 40s, 50s, too often we're ready to kind of hand over and go, there you go, over to you. And I thought, well, I, 
I might actually be Dorian's age sitting where Dorian's sitting in 40 years' time. And I hope at that point I am inspiring someone to worship Jesus like she is. So if you're in your 40s and 50s and 60s, next Saturday the conference Clive's putting on would, is geared at you, aimed at you. Thanks, Rich. Um, but even if, even if you're not there, preparing for the next 40 years, don't forget that we might still be here at the end of that. So we need to run the race for the next 40 years. And there might be plenty of miles and experience in the rearview mirror, but there's plenty of road in front as well to keep driving, keep running, keep, keep journeying. And the other thing that we're um, heading towards swiftly next Sunday, actually, and, and this is what this, this um, booklet is really saying. We've got, um, and again, this isn't, this isn't a notice um, about gift day. Earlier this week, when we were chatting through the meeting, um, Clive said, are we doing a notice about gift day? And I said, well, actually, I'm, I'm talking about it as part of the preach. It's not a notice, actually part, an important part of ending acts and journeying forwards is actually talking about the building and talking about our own Antioch sending church and how we're going to do it. And next Sunday... We've got a gift day where we're taking the gift day to renovate this building, which is, I mean, we've been here now 26 years or something like that, I think. Long time. Um, and this building's long in the tooth. And, you know, I walk up the road here towards it. And I was like, oh, man, I can see Morrison's. I can see Dunelm. I can see what they did to B&Q. And I... I walk towards this building. It's like, this building needs some work. Um, but the reason it needs some work, a lot of it, is so that the kingdom of God can be built here and through us. And on this Tuesday coming, there's the bereavement course starting in this building for people who have lost loved ones and need, need help. There's Christians and non-Christians on that course. And people that just need to work through bereavement. That's happening here. There's alpha that happens here. People looking in and, and wanting to find out about Jesus. It's happening here. There's youth. You know, my kids are in the youth group and that's invaluable for my oldest daughter's life. There's so many things that happen in this building. And we really feel strongly that God has called us to actually anchor down here in this building and we did look for well we prayed and pushed the doors to see what God was saying about do we stay do we go do we sell it do we go somewhere else and felt really clearly that God was saying no this this is the this is the place to anchor down and send from Um, so in line with our vision just as Dunelm's vision across the road is to make a profit and drive shareholders you know, money upwards and that's their reason for renovating their building and having a new cafe and trying to make as much profit as possible in line with their vision. In line with our vision here is, well, we were told, we are told actually go and speak of Jesus and take the kingdom of God to where you are in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. And actually we start here and we build and we speak of the kingdom of God into Hampton Park and into the harbour 
and into the town centre and into Polgate and into Sussex and then people are going to go further and further and further and further. And one of the reasons, or one of the things we need to do is renovate this place so that we can actually have a base to anchor down in. So when it comes to the gift day next week, there's no, um, yeah, there's no ulterior motive of, you know, let's have a building that looks better than theirs. The only motive is, well, this place exists to build the kingdom of God. And this place exists to send people to other places to build the kingdom of God. And um, wherever you are and wherever Paul was preaching the kingdom of God unhindered, it could be the most very simple thing. So I was thinking again this week, my, um, the way that I was introduced to church 32 years ago, one of my friends at college, he played guitar, I played guitar, and he said, do you want to come and see me play at church? I was like, sure, I'm going to see you play at church. Um, at the time, I was into Iron Maiden and Metallica and Black Sabbath and Megadeth. And, and so I turned up at church and they were playing uh, Come On and Celebrate and Jesus, We Celebrate Your Victory and that kind of thing. I was like, well, I don't, I'm not keyed on the songs particularly. The music's not my kind of thing. But I'm pretty sure that the Jesus I've heard of is real and I probably need to find out about him. And I did what was the equivalent of Alpha at the time. But that began with my friend saying to me, I play guitar, you play guitar, come and watch me play guitar. And there's people here who your journey has begun with. You like cycling, your friend likes cycling, your friend said to you, do you want to come cycling with me? And then here you are now, having been grafted into the family of God, the kingdom of God, because someone invited you to go cycling. So really, you know, the... The, the outworking of spreading the gospel is very simple. Just say to someone, do you want to come cycling with me? And that could be the thing. Do you want to come and watch me play guitar? Do you want to come around for a meal? Because nothing will hinder the kingdom of God. Nothing can hinder the kingdom of God. And, you know, as um, another quote from Isaiah actually, it says, of the increase of his government, and of peace, there will be no end. The kingdom of God will be built in England and in Scotland and in Italy and in Iran and in Dubai and in Ukraine and in Russia and in America and in Australia. And actually, if, and this should be a, a, a liberating thing for us, the kingdom of God will be built even if King's Church Eastbourne ends today. If a comet landed on this building now, and we weren't here any longer, the kingdom of God would continue to be built in this town this afternoon. And that should be liberating for us because actually we've been placed here for such a time as this to be salt and light and to take the kingdom of God into this town and actually serve a lot of other people. And it isn't dependent on us in terms of, you know, the, the burden isn't on us. It's God calling us and empowering us by his spirit to do it. As in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came and empowered his church, the beautiful thing is God has called us to be his people until he calls us home. And when he called Rosie home, that's when he called her to stop being salt and light and go and be with him. 
But right up until the final day of her life on earth, she was salt and light, and he had called her to be that. And the kingdom of God and the gospel won't ever be hindered, even if you're a day away from going to be with Jesus. Sally, do you and Matia want to come back with the band? It's okay. Rich, if you could just put that final map up, please. This map will be, and an expanded version of it, will be appearing. Um, huge thing that Sam's designed <laughs> on the wall in there. Um, hopefully in time for next week when Clive runs the conference. But just to inspire us, really, as we head towards the next phase of our journey, those are all the countries and all the places, and more than that, actually, that from here, from King's Church, when it began in 1988, out to all those countries and all those churches people have gone or we've, got, we've partnered with and the gospel has gone unhindered from this building and from Ratton all the way around the world and in any church and every church around the world the gospel is going from there like it did in Acts from Jerusalem and outwards and outwards and outwards and outwards around the world and we're in good company of millions and millions of people who are beginning journeys at places like this and in houses and schools and farms and everywhere. And the kingdom of God is just exploding outwards, unhindered around the world and will until the end of time. And if you're... Actually, no, not if you're looking to serve. We're all called to serve. Um, I just want to throw a little little challenge out there. We're always, always looking for all hands on deck, as Clive is speaking about next week. You know, 10-year-old, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90-year-olds. Not so we can fill rotors, but because Jesus is looking for people to serve and Jesus is looking for people to build his kingdom. And actually, Rich, who's at the back there, who's been doing the slides today, Six weeks or so ago, Rich said, it looks like you need people to help with the visuals. Like, yeah, we do. And actually, what an invaluable service, just putting up scripture and putting up truth. And every Sunday, just a simple act of, I'm just going to serve by putting scripture up on the screen. And then 600 people that are having scripture just embedded into our hearts. It's, there's so many opportunities to serve, and it's so important. Every bit of service is so important. Actually, the book of Acts, which has got lots of um, extrovert things happening in it. There's lots of, you know, it's prophecy and miracles and kind of, if you're an introvert, it's like, this, <laughs> this can be a bit frightening. Um, and I'm an introvert by nature. Um, actually, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, God knows how best to gift you. And actually, even though in the book of Acts, there's lots of kind of extrovert gifts and lots of you know, amazing things happening. In Romans chapter 12, Paul writes about the gift of serving. He says, let those that are gifted in serving, let them serve. Let those that are gifted in acts of mercy, let them, let them give cheerfully. You know, there, there's, there are gifts that the Holy Spirit apportions to each of us as he sees fit and as he best knows how we're going to handle them. And actually, if God has gifted you with serving, what an amazing gift. Use it. Serve. 
If God has gifted you in acts of mercy, as he has with a lot of people here, an amazing gift, go and do it cheerfully, as Paul said in Romans, and show mercy to the world that needs mercy shown to them. Shall we stand together? We're going to celebrate, actually. And actually, thank God, you know, for, Lord, you're bringing us toward, you've brought us through towards the end of our first generation together, and you're taking us ahead into our next generation. Who was here at the beginning? There's people here that were here right at the start. Hands up. Hands up. There you go. There's a lot of people here who almost 40 years ago now were here at the beginning. And then can you put your hand up if you've arrived in the past year? And then there's people that have arrived in the past year as well. And, and this is what's going to happen. There's going to be people arriving and being sent and arriving and being sent and arriving and being called home back to be with Jesus. But the kingdom of God is going to be built through us and is going to move forward. So we're going to celebrate together. We're going to sing together. Clive, do you want to come up at the end and, and commission us to, to go? But let's, um, let's, really, let's really sing. Let's really sing, because we are the church. We're about to sing. We are your church, and we are the people that go out from here speaking about Jesus, teaching about the kingdom of God, just as they did 2,000 years ago, just as we do today, just as the church will do until we're all 